So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back. So, it's been 10 episodes ago, I discovered a document, a CIA document. Episode 45 was when I started to talk about that CIA document, the declassified CIA document on the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. Now, I've been doing some further research, and I actually found another PDF. So, before I had the analysis and assessment of the gateway process, uh, Monroe Institute, who are, like, I don't know exactly what it's called, but the first paragraph caption, or paragraph title was called, Who Are We? And then the gateway process workbook and then I found another one the other day, and I printed it out, or I found the other one yesterday, and I printed it out today at school, and it is called My Experience at the Monroe Institute, or something like that. I have not read it yet, but I plan on reading it. So I want to give an update. My CD was supposed to come today, but I do not believe it will come for a little while because uh, it was, there's a delay at customs. So I don't know, but that is what is happening right now. And the CD is the first wave. So I bought the first wave of the gateway process, but doesn't, it's okay world is that's the world will bring it when it when it needs to come it'll come when it needs to come i want to talk about transurfing so well i want to talk about studying in particular so as you guys know i've been studying reality transurfing for the past couple months and i'm it's almost coming to an end. I've almost completed it the second time. I'm probably like 200 pages away from finishing it. So I'm probably like two weeks, two or three weeks maybe away from, I think two weeks away from completing it. So what that means is I'm looking for the next book to read. And I've already, I've already decided the next book I'm reading, and I'm actually going to read seven books. This is what I've been, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I discovered this new reading method, which I want to test out because I'm not actually sure if it works or not, but if it does, it'll be very good. And it's basically where you get seven books all at once, pick up the first one, read until you lose focus, and then switch, and then read till you lose focus, then switch, and then keep cycling. And then every once in a while, do some push-ups, and then just keep at it. And the person who told me about that was the author of The Dancing After the Music Stops. And I didn't read that book yet, but it's in my closet, and I it's going to be in the first cycle of seven. And I learned about that on his website, The Most Beautiful World. And I learned it on the part of its on his website called The Reading List. And if you go to The Most Beautiful World and then go click on the books option, and then on the top, there's going to be the reading list. And then that's how you get to it. And I'm pretty much going to follow that reading list until I decide otherwise. And I already made 
I already decided upon the first seven books that I'm going to read for the first set. The set, first seven books that I'm going to read, I added in a few that were not in the reading list or like one or two. And that's because I just want to read those as well. So the first seven books, I'll tell you. Tufti, The Priestess. It's by Vadim Zellin. And then... Die Wise. And then... Honestly, I forgot. I, I'd have to... I forgot what the first seven books are. I wrote it down, though, so... It should be fine. And then I know that Journey Out of Bodies is one of them. And then it's the Egypt Code and then Sacred Economics. And then there's two more. I forgot which ones. But the one of them is like the third or the second. or I think it's the second book on the reading list. And then there's another one, maybe the fourth or third. I mean, I'm not sure exactly, but I wrote it down during class. And that is basically my plan. I'm going to try and read a book a day. Or at least like more more than one book a week using this reading method. I'm going to try and crank out all of these books in the reading list. I'm going to try and get them all done because that's the ultimate reading list for human beings. And my knowledge will greatly expand once I read all those. So that's pretty much where I'm at with that. And also my bolt score is 11 seconds. So... It's not going up that much. I'm kind of stagnant. But today, it actually rained all day. And uh, I was, I biked, I bike no matter what, rain or shine. And that was, honestly, it is so valuable to follow coordinating intention. It's one of the principles in transurfing. And I think it's one of the most powerful principles because if you coordinating intention is basically perceiving everything that happens to you as beneficial to you or positive. So whenever you come across an event, whenever an event happens in your life, you're at a crossroads. There is basically two paths that you can take moving forward once an event happens. You can either take the negative path or the positive path. And whichever path you choose will be the result of that, will be the outcome of that event. So, and the way you choose is through your your relationship to that event. So let's say you stub your toe. You can either curse the world, get really angry, get mad, and be pissed off for the rest of the day or you can just ignore it or you can actually jump for joy and rejoice because you can like do whatever and I usually just ignore it because I don't really sometimes I do like yes or something like that but I usually just ignore it and what that does is it protects so when you when you get angry you're causing that situation to be actually bad. And then what happens is another situation gets thrown at you, which is worse. And then you interpret that bad again, and then it just repeats. So then you get down this downhill cycle. But when you just don't react at all, you could, you're simply just protecting yourself from the next situation, negative situation. And then also, what this can do, let's say you get fired from your job and then you interpret that as really bad. You are like depressed, you get super angry at the world, you just interpret it negatively in general. That will actually cause you to get even worse events or your life will basically go on a downhill spiral simply because of your relationship to that event. Now, if you were to have interpreted it as good and the world is like looking out for you and like the world has something else in mind or you would have been like everything happens for a reason, like this is actually working out for the best for me. 
if you and if your relationship to the, you getting fired from your job is that, then it will be just that. And then it will actually turn out to be a positive event. Like your life will actually turn positive as a result. Like it, you'll end up finding this other job or you'll end up finding creating a new biz, like a business that is way better and your life ends up better or something like that. It's, it's all about your relationship to problems and it's all about your relationship to the world. So since the world is a mirror, the world, the mirror of the world reflects your relationship to it. So if you were to curse at the world, then it will curse at you back and then you'll, your life will be terrible. If you are to jump for joy and rejoice every single thing that happens and love the world, well, then the world will love you back. And this is something that I did put into practice my first time I read Transurfing. And I did it for a while. And then recently, like maybe a month ago, I actually just stopped. Like I gradually just stopped for some reason. But now I'm trying to put it, I'm putting it back into practice. And I've definitely found like results because just little, even just little things. So uh, my routine is very strict in the morning, especially. I do the same exact thing every single morning. And that involves cooking. And a lot of the times, often, like sometimes maybe once a week, I'm missing like butter or I'm missing some ingredient in my like that I need to cook with. And before I read Transurfing, I would have just got pissed off about it and then just kept cooking, kept go out my day, but I'd just be p- mad about that. And then I just go on a downhill spiral because I would get s- thrown into another negative situation and then I get mad. But since I'm following coordinating intention, I I don't follow it for little nuisances like that I don't like get excited because I find it difficult to get excited so I do the next best thing which is to simply just do not even react just be like oh okay just be absolutely empty to it and you always get through it like it's not the end of the world if you don't have butter and you have to use like because I always have coconut oil or olive oil so if I don't have butter I'll just use olive oil or coconut oil, like it's no big deal. And simply just react like empty, be empty to it. Don't even react to it at all. Just go on with your day and don't let it disturb you. But there's a lot of other things that are actually, I actually do react positively to. And I'm blanking on specific examples right now, but there are a lot of times throughout the day where just little things happen. Like actually today, for example, we didn't really have, we actually had like fruit, but we didn't have any like snacking fruit, like grapes or berries or anything. And, but today when I looked in the fridge, there were grapes and then there were blackberries and we never have blackberries. So I looked in the fridge and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like the world is taking care of me. Like this is amazing. And so I, I actually had blackberries and it's just those little things that happen. And, uh, Adam Zahn said that coordination is the most effective means of traveling the alternative space, traveling across the alternative space. And, the alternative space is basically um it basically has everything that was is and will be and it is the so when you're in the dream when you're dreaming anything is possible that's because you're flying through the alternative space but when you're awake and you're in waking reality then it like there are like set things there's it's kind of like Anything is possible, but it takes a while to happen, basically. And that's because the material sector is only one specific sector of the alternative space. So the alternative space is this big whole thing, but the materialized area is only this one area. So imagine a 
This is actually one example he gave. So imagine walking through a dark forest. Now that entire dark forest is the alternative space, but imagine you're walking with a lamp, like a fire or like a torch. That lit up area is the materialized sector. So that's like the world we live in, that lit up area. And you can move around. So when you're walking around that forest, you're basically walking towards your goal. So let's say you walk towards your towards the goal. Like you know where the goal is in the alternative space. So you know where your goal is in the forest. You simply just have to walk towards it. And that's basically what that is. So the way you walk towards it is by following coordination, which is to go with the flow, remain balanced, and like reduce your grip of control interpret all events as positive and I feel like I'm missing something but that's pretty much the gist like basically just listen to your heart and mind that's what I was missing also listen to your heart and mind and unify them so have your left brain and your right brain unified and the way you and then you just keep you go with the flow and move one step forward in front of the other You visualize your target slide, so visualize the destination, your goal, as it has already been achieved. And then you visualize the current sector of the the transfer link. So visualize your current like objective right now, or your current task that you have to do in like the near future, like close, close future. And so I want to bring you back to that forest. So basically, I'm going to create a metaphor. The world, like life, life is simply just you were placed in a forest, you were given a torch, and it's dark out. So you're placed in a dark forest. Now, life is all about you getting to your goal, right? So we're trying to get to our goals. You have your, you were placed in one spot that's not near your goal, but you know your goal. So you know kind of what, you know the direction to walk towards, but you don't know the specific, like, you don't know the specific path to get to your goal. You kind of just know the direction. And basically, all you do is you place, you know your goal, you go with the flow. So you, and then you, place one foot in front of the other so just keep on walking one foot in front of the other and then whenever you come across let's say there's a river or something like that that's like that's an obstacle you reduce your you reduce the importance and then what that does is you are able to like have a clear mind of that problem and then a lot of the times that problem and then what you do is you release the grip of control of that situation so you will let that situation resolve itself or actually since a river is probably not going to move let's use a better example let's say you come across a snake like a venomous snake so you are walking forward towards your goal and then there's a snake in front of you on the path So basically all you have to do is release your grip of control in the situation. So let the situation play out. Don't try and manage or control the situation. Just let the situation play out of its own accord, but you first drop your importance. So make sure that snake only arised because you created that problem. So drop the importance associated with it and go with the flow. So basically allow that situation to kind of develop on its own and then what will happen is the snake will actually just move out of your way and then you can continue to place one foot in front of the other being mindful of your importance levels and keeping them at a zero and then eventually there will be something that happens you'll discover your door so you'll discover the right path or the route towards that goal. And when that happens, then you enter that door and then you walk that path. So let's say you find a job or you find a business or you, I don't know, but it's basically your path towards the goal. 
And then what happens is you keep walking forward and you're 100% guaranteed success. Since this is your goal and your door, you're 100% guaranteed success unless you yourself decide against it. And the way you decide against it is by one, giving up or placing too much importance, creating dependent relationships and trying to control the situation, like not going with the flow, trying to control everything. But if you simply just follow coordination and keep placing one foot forward in front of the other, you're guaranteed success. And then eventually you will walk over to that goal. Now, let's go back. Let's say, I, I want to remind you of what I said a little bit earlier. Coordination or coordination is the most effective means of traveling across the alternative space. That's what Vadim Zahn said. Now, I'm reminding you this because let's go back to that forest example where you were you had your torch and you were walking towards your goal. You encountered a snake. You encountered all this stuff. And then you found your door, but in the forest, you're walking with your torch, right? You're, that initial spot you were at, the second you moved away from it, it was not lit up anymore. So it was not bright. It just like disappeared, kind of. So that means that your life will shift and changes will happen. So your initial scenery, your initial kind of script, when you were originally at that first spot, let's say you started in the middle of the forest and there was three, you knew the, you were just standing there for years and you knew that scenery very well. There was three bushes to your left. There was a apple tree to your right. There was a pond on the floor, a small pond with two fish in there. Like you knew that scene very well and you were very comfortable with it. So the second you move away from it and you start moving towards your goals, changes will happen in your life. So now instead of the three bushes to your left, there might be only one now. So that's a change. Now, a lot of like the natural human tendency is to interpret that as bad because anything that is not in the mind's like plan or script is like interpreted as bad because the mind cannot see that it's helpful. So let's say when you lose that area, so you're walking towards your goal and you're in a new area, there's only one bush, there is no pond and there is like a banana tree instead you're gonna you're probably gonna interpret it as bad you're gonna be like no no like this is bad but no this is actually good because you're moving towards your goals and then that original location is no longer materialized it's no longer in you like it's no longer in your layer of the world and then once you move, keep on moving one foot forward and further in front of the other in like two months, you're going to be in an absolutely different environment. Maybe instead of being in the forest, you might be in the jungle now. Maybe, maybe you'll be in like the jungle with a bunch of like thicket and it's going to be like a very like, like a way different environment, or maybe you'll be in the desert an absolutely different environment. These are all changes, but this is the path that gets to your goal. Like the world knows the path. We do not know the path. It's impossible for the mind to know the path towards our goal. And so when you're, when you were originally in your comfortable area and mind you, it was only comfortable because you were used to it. Like it wasn't comfortable necessarily. Like the old couch the old chair is always more comfortable than the new chair. Even though the new chair has brand new, fresh, like padding and the padding is like luxury. And it's like, especially made for comfort. The old chair is more comfortable because you're used to it. And it's like been 
it's like your normal. It's your norm. Like that new chair, you're not used to it. You're not, it's, it's like change. It's change. And so that desert, once you get to the desert and you're not in the jungle anymore, you make it to the desert, that's change and you're not going to like it. But you just have to remind yourself that this is the path forward. Like this is the path that the world has given me. Like I cannot, like there's no way for me to know the right path forward. And whatever you plan, like if you plan for something to have, it rarely happens. So let me give you an example of when you plan for something to happen. I, uh, like many episodes back, uh, it was probably posted on like the, I don't know. It was like before September, I was talking about how I wanted to, I wasn't going to check the analytics on my podcast. And for some context, I was checking my analytics on the podcast over maybe the first one or two weeks. And then I stopped. And the first one or two weeks, I was getting consistent growth. And then, but I was only at like less than 300 views, like downloads total. And then once I... I kind of just stopped and then I realized that I hadn't checked my analytics for a while. So I decided to wait until like September and then I checked then and I created this whole plan. Oh, since I'm growing very fast, I will have like thousands of downloads and thousands of people listening to me on every single episode. And so when that happens and I check the analytics, I'll be able to monetize. And then once once the show, and then I'll monetize the show and offer a coaching session. And then I'll do five coaching sessions for $100 an hour. And then I was gonna, I was gonna find a common theme. So find a common like need or pain point amongst five different clients and then address that and create a product that addresses it and then I'll, that will be the business and then I'll like create a business around that. But the issue is I, my mind created that plan and there's no way for me to know. Like when you plan for something to happen, it rarely happens. Like when you plan something now, it rarely happens that way. Like ever, it never happens that way. And so that was my elaborate plan but who am I to th- like know my right path forward? I'm still walking through the jungle and I haven't made it to the desert yet. And who knows what's after the, who knows if I'm even going to the desert? Who knows? Like, I'm not, I'm not to know. Maybe I'm going to the like Antarctica or something. I don't know. Who knows my path? No one. And like, that's what I'm trying to put out. Like, we cannot know our paths. We simply can only know our goal and our door and like simply the, all we have to do is just place one foot in front of the other and only focus on the present, but also focus on our goal too. But that's, that's basically, that's basically all there is to it. And I forgot about that to be honest, obviously, because a couple weeks ago, I was literally creating a whole plan on to move forward. Now that plan was good. Like it's good to have plans for entrepreneurship, but the second it failed, like the second I realized that there was only like less than 300 downloads or, or less than 400 or something like that, like there was a little bit amount of downloads. Once I realized that I still had basically the same analytics as I did a couple of weeks ago, I had two options. I could either interpret it as bad or I could interpret it as good. But what I chose was I simply did not even, I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized I just didn't interpret it as bad. I simply just realized my mistake. I realized that, oh, who am I to, what's my, who am I to plan things out? Like, who am I to know exactly my path forward? And that's like, 
that's what we've been doing all our lives. Like that's what most people do all their lives. And look where it gets them. Absolutely nowhere. So if you want to be unlike the rest, you get to think unlike the rest. And no one thinks like transurfing. So transurfing is the way. Let me get some water. So there's one thing that I was thinking about doing and it's because I, I'm not sure if I really like the way these episodes are playing out because a lot of the times I go back and forth and back and forth. Like a lot of the times I'm talking about like bolt score and then the next second I'm talking about meditating and then the next second I'm talking about bolt score again. Like there's no real structure. I kind of just hit, hit play say my intro and hope for something to come out and then just roll with it. And so I, I just wing it on all of my episodes. There's no real script or structure, but I was like earlier today or the other day I was thinking back cause I used to listen to podcasts a lot. And I remembered this one time of this one podcast that I used to listen to. And I remember just this one minute where he was like talking about this he was talking about one topic like one topic for like 20 minutes and then he was like i just want to say this last thing real quick because i'm running out of time even though there was still like 40 minutes left in the episode and then once he said that thing he switched to the next topic and then talked for like 20 minutes and then switch to the next one. And so I, d I don't know how he actually structures his podcast, but what I kind of determined from that memory today, I'm, I determined that he writes down like three or four topics to talk about. And then if there's four topics written down, he just talks about those in order. So he spends 25 minutes talking about the first one and then switches 25 minutes talking about the second one and then switches wait i was thinking i was thinking 100 minute episodes no it's it's 60 minute episodes so he would spend 60 divided by four so whatever that is like two four six wait two four six uh i don't even wait oh 15 okay so he would spend 15 minutes talking about the first and then 15 on the second, like he would speak for 15 minutes on each topic. And that has a lot more structure and that makes it so like the viewer has all of one, like the viewer is only focusing on one topic and then the, they can switch to the next completely. And what I've been doing is I talk about one topic and then switch to the next and then switch to the next and then the next. And then I go back to that first one. So I don't know. Like how, I don't know if, if you guys like it or not, like you should, if you have any like comments, let me know at, at my email at james at ascendmomentum.com and let me know about that because to be honest, that like, I, I want to know your input on that because I'm not even sure if I could, well, I'm sure I could think of like topics to talk about for that day. But a lot of, I, I don't know if it would work out that well because that podcast I was listening to was not necessarily documenting the journey. That podcast was simply just like teaching a lot of content. So I'm sure they were learning the content along the way, but it was more of like a health podcast. And like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to document my journey from being like a, a high school student broke to achieving my goals in life. Like that's what I'm trying to document. And I'm not sure if it would like work out. I'm sure it would because basically I think that my, my episodes have followed a common structure throughout like, like this show. Usually I start by talking about something that happened in my day and then I, 
figure something out in the middle of that conversation. Like today I was talking about, I don't even know what I was talking about, but then I like connected it to that forest. Like I was, I, I had no plan. Like I, I hadn't even remembered about the forest. Like I'm pretty sure he teaches like that forest metaphor in the beginning of transurfing. So the last time I read that was like two months ago, probably. So like I had no intention, like I hadn't even remembered about the forest for over two months, but it just popped in my head and I started talking about it. And that like ended up being like, like a, a very long conversation. So that's, I don't know if I'd be able to have the same quality because a lot of the times I feel like my best episodes are the ones that I just completely wing it and then I get into the zone and then I just start going on like this long tangent or like talking about something and I just keep talking and spewing out a lot of information and everything just kind of clicks together and I feel like those are my best but I'm a little worried that I may lose that aspect if I structure things. But then again, I could just like have a loose structure where I, cause this is kind of what I did in the beginning towards the beginning of my episodes where I was a little worried that I wouldn't be able to think of a lot of different things to say. And actually one episode after I stopped doing that one episode, I just like was having a really hard time getting in the zone or even thinking about stuff to say. So I actually went through and wrote out like seven or eight different topics to talk about. And that got me into the zone. So that's like kind of what I did in the beginning where I would write down a bunch of different topics, like some things that happened in my day, some lessons, and then just try and get through them all and like speak on them as much as I could. But most of the time that would only last like less than 30 minutes. So then I'd still have to wing it for the rest of the episode. And a lot of the times I, all right. So on my podcast editor, I use podcastle.ai. I actually, before episode 28, before I got this microphone, I would record on this voice recorder and then upload it to podcastle AI but now I just record straight onto Podcastle AI because I have a microphone connected to my PC now. And then I like edit, but I don't like edit like normal. I just use their like software tools and it's basically just a background remover and then a noise leveling thing. But there's also a third option and it's a... Uh, remove the silence option. And what that is, is it just removes the silence. So that silence that just happened like one second ago that I just did, it would have removed that. And I, in the beginning I was thinking like, maybe I should remove it. But then my rationale for not removing it was because I wanted it to be like an authentic unedited clip like full clip and no edits because that's like what that's the type of podcast I would listen to back in the day, just unedited clips. And those are like when I would watch Hamza on YouTube, I would like those episodes the best where he would just be talking unedited for like an hour and a half or something like that. Like those were my favorite episodes. So that's like, kind of what I'm trying to do here. But there are a lot of times where I'm just like, just not thinking and I can't think of anything. And that's usually when I take my water, I usually like say, let me get some water and then I get my water so I can have enough time to think about something. But I don't know. And also in the beginning, this is how I can tell I'm, I'm making a lot of growth in my podcasting, like even now after 55 episodes, like it's, it's apparent. It's very apparent the growth that I've made from episode one to 55. Now I haven't re-listened to episode one since like I actually recorded it. I don't even think I've ever listened to it, but just from my memory, I know that this episode is way better than episode one. 
That's simply because my skills are getting better. Like, I remember episode 7 or 14 and 21. I think those episodes were, like, my best episodes yet, like, at the time. But I have a prediction that this episode is better than my best episode yet in the beginning simply because my baseline skill level has increased. And, like, on episode 21 or 20 or whichever episode it was that was my best... That was like me in my peak form, like peak flow zone. I was in the zone, but my baseline skill was really low because I was just starting. Like I was just 20 episodes in. But now that I'm 55 episodes in, my baseline skill level, even if I'm not necessarily in the flow, is like way higher. So that's what I'm thinking is that. But I'll tell you another reason why I think that I've grown a lot, like I've improved a lot more as a podcaster because going back to that, what's that thing called? That uh, remove the silence option on the podcast. It would say like how many silence, like how many silences there are. And in my, in the beginning, there was like a thousand or like, like 800 silences like there is 800 times in my one hour long episode where I was silent. Like 800 times. Like that's a lot. And now it's still a lot. But I determined that anything that's below 500 is good. And yesterday it was like 380 silences. So it may have been yesterday or the day before. Like the last time I really checked... And so that's like improvement. 380, I think is really good. And I'm actually very curious to see how much is in here because I feel like I was in the flow, in the zone, a decent amount of like a decent percentage of this show. So I don't know. I'm curious to see if I remember, I'll, re- I'll tell you guys how much I got yesterday or tomorrow in episode 56. I'll remind you, but if I don't, whatever but let me get some water. So I just told you guys a couple minutes ago that the reason why I get oftentimes the times when I get water, like I have to take a break to get water is because I kind of ended my flow or I ended like that piece of conversation and nothing new came in. So I wanted like a moment to figure out what to say next. And that's exactly what happened. And I did figure out something to say, but I wanted to explain that first. And I was going to talk about the heart and the mind. So this is something that I've been talking about a lot and I'm going to explain the scientific reasoning behind it. And So you have two sides of your brain. Everyone, like this is facts. Everyone knows this. Or not necessarily everyone knows this, but like this is well known amongst like science. Like this is a well known fact. And if you just look at a brain, look up a picture of a brain, there's a left side and a right side and like it's split down the middle kind of. But actually, I don't know if it's split down the middle. I have to, I'm going to look up a picture of the brain after this. Um, I haven't looked at a picture in a while. But what I'm trying to say is there, <clears throat> there's a left side and there's a right side. And they actually do different things. So your left side, the left hemisphere. I don't know if the left hemisphere is the same thing as the left side, but I am just going to assume it is for these purposes. And <clears throat> basically the left side is all about receiving information, like interpreting information from the external world, like from every day. So right now your left side is receiving this information. And then it's also using logical analyzing. It's it's using reasoning. It's using language. It can understand language. And it's using like, I think it's what uses math as well. And then the right side 
listens to everything the left side says to it, like unconditionally or not unconditionally, but like guarantee. Like I don't know the right word for it, but it basically listens to everything the left side says to it, per- like absolutely, and it never like throws anything out from the left side. So anything the left side says to it, the right side will basically like do or or kind of I don't really know how I sh- I I should reread that where I learned this from from the analysis and assessment of the gateway process literally the first paragraph on which was called hypnosis but the right side listens to it the left side and does it and it like believes everything it says yeah I think that's the word I was looking for it believes everything the left side says to it and the right side is like emotional. It knows things. It feels things. And it just knows like, it knows everything kind of. Or not necessarily everything, but it has access to everything. And the left side is actually the mind and the right side is the heart. So in transurfing terms, the left side is the mind, the right side is the heart. And why is this important? This is important because transurfing is one of the main principles of transurfing is unifying the heart and the mind. And it's basically unifying your brain, like having one whole brain instead of a divided brain. Because on a day-to-day, most people, they have a, a split or a divide in their brain. So basically, there's a wall built up in between the left side and the right side of the brain. And so they they don't really... They don't work together. Now imagine that. You have two pieces to your brain and they're not working together. Like just the left side is doing all all the stuff. Like the left side is not listening to the right side and the left side is just going its own way. Imagine that. I'm trying to think of an object that has two pieces to it. Oh, so imagine a bicycle. The front wheel is your right of is your heart your right side of the mind and the back wheel is your mind the left side imagine if the back wheel just decided to do whatever it want so the, the front wheel since it's not attached to the gears the front wheel just kind of goes along whatever the back wheel does and you're basically controlling the back wheel so when the back wheel decides to the or okay, let's the front wheel does whatever, but let's say the back wheel just kind of decides to like steer off course. Like that the front wheel is not gonna be able to steer off course because the front wheel is attached to the steering wheel, like the actual handlebars of the bike. So if your back wheel kind of like turns and then tries to steer off course, the front wheel is not gonna do the same thing because it's attached the handlebars. So imagine how dysfunctional a bike would be if the back wheel kind of just decided to go its own path. And the f- like, imagine how dysfunctional the bike would be if the back wheel and the front wheel didn't work together. Like they were kind of just doing their own things. The bike only works because the front and the back wheel are unified and they're like acting together like unified in sync. So imagine how bad the bike would be. Like it would just be broken. Like the bike would actually just not work if the back wheel did something different from the front wheel. And that is basically what we're doing from a day to day. Like that is us. Our left brain is doing something absolutely different from our right brain. Like they're not unified. They're not in agreement on the day-to-day. So if you can just imagine how bad a simple, a, a very simple object, like a bicycle, like from an objective point of view, a bicycle is far simpler than the human brain. Like just, you can agree with me on that. Like a bicycle has, is complicated but it's simple because there's really all you need is like the wheels, the gears or the one gear and then like the chain 
and the steering wheel, like the frame, the seat, like you can, the fact that humans can make it, like you could probably learn to make a bicycle in weeks, months, maybe years. And you could make one from scratch probably, given the right materials. But the human brain is far more complex. So there's a lot more going on with it. So imagine if, if a bicycle was just simply broken, like the bicycle was not, it didn't work properly. And it's a simple thing. Imagine how bad it would be if the human brain was in a similar predicament where it would be, it would uh, be divided and it would not work optimally. Now, it's not hard to imagine because that's what most people, including me, like a lot of the times from a day-to-day basis are doing that. Like are my, my brain and mind or my heart and heart and mind are divided. Now I'm working towards undividing them. Excuse me. Let me get some water. I have some hiccups. Now, I said I I get water to start talking, like figure out something new to say, but that time I actually needed water to stop my hiccups. But what I was saying is we're living, like most people live with a divided, like a, a faulty, a broken mind, a broken brain, because one wheel is going opposite directions from the other wheel. Now, there's good news in this. The fact that most people have gone all their lives with a broken bicycle and they've managed this far. Well, honestly, it's probably not that far. They probably hasn't achieved much. But if they've gone all their lives, imagine how amazing it would be once they actually fixed their bicycle and it started going in sync. Like, let's say you rode, you drove or you rode, you biked 100 miles with a broken bicycle. One, and it took like 30 years. And I, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm actually using the bicycle as a metaphor. I just wanted to clarify that for this, for like the past couple of minutes, I've been using the bicycle as a metaphor for the brain. So I just want to clarify that just in case. Uh, but imagine you were spending 30 years and you biked a hundred miles, hundred miles. That's pretty far, but it took 30, 30 years, but you did do it with a broken, a broken bicycle. So one wheel was going in a different direction to another wheel, but you somehow managed to make it work kind of. So imagine how amazing it would be if you all of a sudden just fixed and aligned, unified those wheels and just put them into agreement of one direction. So imagine how amazing it would be. You could ride 100 miles in one day. Like that's many people do that. Many people can do that. Like the, my dad ran an Ironman. And he biked like 150 miles in one day. Like that is one of the pieces to the Ironman race, 150 miles in one day. Like you, like a lot of, it would take most people 30 years to bike 100 miles, but you could just do it in one day as long as your wheels are aligned. So how this can be applied into real life, your simply just get your heart and mind into agreement. Now that is easier said than done, but what I am doing right now, my actual practical steps, like applicable steps that I'm doing right now is whenever I'm making decisions or I'm about to make a decision, I kind of imagine myself having made one decision or the decision I'm planning on taking, and then kind of just listening to my inner feeling, like the inner tension. And that's called the rustle of the morning stars. 
Now, the Russell the Morning Stars is basically the heart telling you, like, its opinions or, or telling you about that specific decision or that thing that you just did. Now, the heart always knows exactly, exactly what it does not want. So if you have inner tension, you have an inner discomfort after having made that decision, go back on that decision because that is not your, like, that's not the right decision to make. And also, if your mind is trying to convince yourself or persuade yourself to go with this decision, drop it because that's not your decision. If it's truly your, like, if that decision is yours to make, like it's your right path forward, then you won't need to convince yourself. You'll just know that it's the right path forward and you'll do it. But the also the heart does not necessarily know exactly what it wants. So it could have like, you could have no feeling, no inner, inner tension, but also no j- inner joy. So that like blankness, that emptiness does not, it just means that it's not necessarily bad. Because the heart always knows what it does not want. So the emptiness does not necessarily mean yes, but it does not mean no. So take with that with you will. And that's basically what I'm trying to do. But it's, I'll tell you, it's difficult. It's, or not difficult, but the whole point to this, like the whole thing, it only works if you remember. And you remember in time. Because... If you remember, but it's past time, like you can't go back on the decision, well, then there's no point. Like you failed, kind of. Well, yeah, you failed. But like this, the whole task is to remember in time to listen to the rest of the morning stars. And once you can do that, you'll know that you're going to take the right path. Because if you just start listening to the heart, then you can move forward. And, oh, also, I just remembered, if the heart doesn't say no, but it also doesn't say yes, then allow your mind to make the final decision. And if your mind says no, then don't go with the decision. But if your mind says yes, then go with the decision. I think that's how that works out. But I kind of just had deja vu from that. I just... That's one thing that I'm looking into. I'm going to completely shift the topic for the last couple minutes. Because I just finished with that topic. But I was looking into the gateway experience a little bit more last night. And I stumbled upon this one like forum page. And it was like the big toe or something like that. It was weird. Like that that uh, title was weird to me. Because the big toe, that's weird. And then I was looking into it. And it's actually like about a book. And it's like all about like out of body experiences or like I don't even know what it, the book was about but there was one uh piece of that forum where there was this one commenter that commented about an out of body experience and I learned a little bit more about out of body experiences and I'm pretty sure a astral projection is what an out of body experience is I don't know for sure though I'm like brand new to this And there's one thing for sure. I want to experience an out-of-body experience. And to help do that, I am going to work on the gateway process. And I actually ordered the first CD. I talked about it today, but it's delayed at customs, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean I can't stop. I can't practice because I have been working on my... My, my deep meditations as well, even without the CD. Because people were able to get the out-of-body experience without the CDs. So this practice is not in vain. Like I'm, I'm still benefiting from this extra practice, even though I'm not getting the actual CD. So that's pretty much like where I'm at. And also I wanted to give you an update on the pine pollen tincture. Um, for context, I bought the pine pollen tincture and I, it gave me a headache and I predict it's cause there's alcohol in it. I emailed the company and I have not gotten a response yet, but I haven't checked it today. So I'll check that. And 
that's the end of the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles. <laughs>